Joining us now, the longest tenured current Texan, waving his hand there, one of those two <laughs> hands that snaps the ball on Sundays for your Houston Texans. What's going on, John Weeks? You doing all right? Drew, my guy. What's up, buddy? Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Great to talk with you. It's been too long. I've, uh, I guess it's been since, what, mid-January? Last we it's saw each other. Yep. Quite a bit has changed, but where are you these days? What's going on? Uh, so me and, the, me and the girls were out in Arizona. Um, you know, my wife born and raised here and, and I grew up here most of my life. So, so we have a spot in Arizona that we came out to and I do a lot of my off season training out here. Fortunately, with all the crazy events happening with COVID, um, you know, we're still here. We wish we were back in Houston right now, but we're trying to be as safe as possible. Amen. Yeah. We see the stuff on Instagram and Twitter and you're keeping in shape and you, you've had to be creative about it. I know as have Absolutely. all of your teammates. What's that aspect been like for you? Because we've heard from Nick Martin and we've heard from Jacob Martin about how they had to redo their garages and turn them into gyms and stuff. <laughs> What's it been like for you, man? Yeah, you know, it's basically pretty much the same. Um, you know, when we kind of find out what was going on, we kind of had to look and see again and, and get creative like those guys did, you know? So um, I was able to jumpstart my home gym a little bit earlier than I had, you know, originally planned, <laughs> but um, was able to get a head start on that and, and have, have transformed our garage here into a nice little gym where I'm able to get my work done. And just like everybody else, just adjusting to what we're able, what we're able to do right now with the situations. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, in the last couple of weeks, we find out the pretty big news that uh, Brad Seeley has retired. So the Texans are going to go into 2020 with a new special teams coordinator. Great leadership there. Ultimately, though, players have to make the plays on the field. How do you see things affecting you guys in terms of a, a new guy in charge there of special teams? Yeah, you know, first off, you know, you want to thank Coach Seeley for everything he did. He really came in here and established, you know, an attitude for our special teams and, and an attitude and and a discipline that our guys jumped onto. And I think that showed on Sundays as our special team started to improve. Um, so you wish him nothing but the best, him and his family. You hope he enjoys retirement because he did it for such a long time. So again, we, you know, I wish Brad nothing but the best and, and I'm thankful for the time I got to spend with him. But I am very excited for this group that we got coming in. We have a lot of very good veteran core special teams players that um, I think are going to scare a lot of people around the league. We are going to be very, very good. So I'm very excited to see, uh, to see, um, you know, when we're able to get back, how we gel and, and, and get going. And the thing I think I love most about this group is they're a bunch of hungry, hungry guys. You know, we all know that we have to put in the work. After we, when we get back, we have to kind of get after it. And um, we're excited to do it. I've been in touch with most of my guys, um, talking to them, making sure that they're staying safe, that they're working, seeing if any of the new guys had any questions. But I'm um, very excited to see how uh, how the special teams unit develops. Um, again, I think we got a lot of really good core players, and it's going to got a chance to be something special as long as we put in the work. You know, in the regular season, it's been a special unit the last two years. You guys have, I mean, just improved markedly, and I don't have to tell that to you. You know what's going on as far as that change goes. I talked to one of those core special teamers yesterday. I suppose he is a veteran. He's still a really young guy, but A.J. Moore, and he's led the – the units in tackles each of the last two seasons, he's pumped about what's to come. And then we heard from Michael Thomas about a month or so ago, and he talked about how he can't wait to work with A.J. Moore and with Peter Columbi, you, the rest of the crew. Pretty cool, that mix of guys, and like you said, that core of guys that's building on something really, really strong already, right? Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's very exciting. Um, and just to see the amount of talent that we have on uh, on the special teams aspect of the ball, you know, on uh, 
getting to, uh, you know, watch – getting a player like Michael is amazing and, and having AJ come back and having Keon out there, you know, as our gunners mm-hmm. and our speed guys and having Peter and getting Dylan back and Scarlett. I mean, I can just – we can we could do a whole segment, Drew, on if you wanted me to talk sure. about every one of my guys on special teams, <laughs> you know, and just how explosive and, and dynamic each guy is. Um, so it's very exciting, very exciting, especially, you know, coming from a specialist, getting to, to see these guys – uh, getting to work with these guys and the uh, potential that we have, um, you know, but at the end of the day, we all got to come together and we got to get back in the building and get to work and start building that camaraderie and that trust with each other. So, you know, when we get on those fields, uh, we get on that field on Sunday and uh, we can go, you know, play free. Yeah. When work begins, uh, you're actually going to be getting on the field on a Thursday night at Kansas city. How, how much are you looking forward to that game? Because I've talked with many of your teammates and they all to a man, have that one circled because oh, of the way it ended and the way you th- you guys think you can actually play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if if you can't get excited for being the first game of the season, kicking off the NFL season, I mean, there's something wrong with you, right? Especially getting to go up against, you know, the world champs, a great football team led by a great head coach, you know, good on all aspects of the ball will be a challenge for us special teams wise, dynamic returners, you know, fundamentally sound special teams. So it'll be a good matchup there to see how that goes. Um, you know, obviously explosive offense, you know, Weave's doing a great job with the defense and, you know, our offense led by Deshaun and, and a good defense that they have. It's just, it's a great matchup. Uh, I mean, if you're a fan of football, you got to be excited about it. And I think we are all very excited about it and we're ready to go out there and, and prove something. All right. Let's play some Drew's dozen. Let's, uh, let's delve into some things. You're the only player in the history of the Texans franchise to wear the number 46. Tell wow. me the story. Tell me the story behind the number 46. Okay. Um, I was fortunate enough to sign my first contract in the NFL with the Texans on a, sometime in April, and I had a short meeting with Joe. And I remember Joe Marciano asking me if I needed to stay in Arizona for something. And I remember telling Joe, like, if I could come back in a week, um, I could finish my EMT certification and at least have that. And he said, no, you're coming back tomorrow. So I said, okay. <laughs> and I remember, I remember coming back the next day and just the old 4-6 was plastered on my locker. That's it. Nothing special, nothing exciting. Just um, walked into my locker one day in awe, and there it was, sitting there staring at me. Did you ever worn the number 46 before? I haven't. I've never worn it. Uh, in, in high school, I was 66. In okay. college, I was 62. I've always had a 6 tied in there somewhere. Um, but no, never. I never – it means the world to me now, but at the time it was assigned to me, it had no significance. Well, it's good that you're the only guy that's ever worn this. And I, I brought it up about an hour or so ago when I was doing a podcast with John Harris. And he's like, that's great. Oh, no, they never give it to anybody else either. And I don't want to see, it, you know, I don't want to see him gone soon, but that should be his forever. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a pretty well, cool the plan is to wear to you hello. So. Yeah, the plan is to wear it for another five to eight years, you know, depending on how long they'll keep me around. So I li- I'm, I'm cool with that. I'll, I'll go 10, <laughs> 20 if you want. If you keep saying yeah, it's straight and true, let's, let's roll let's with just, it. Let's roll with it, exactly. <laughs> what, let's go back to that day back in April of 2010 when you walk into the locker room. It was a different locker room then than Absolutely. it is now. What yeah. was that day like when you see that number up there? Tell me the whole, whole experience. You know what? It was – it was, it's hard to put into words because if those of, for those who don't know my story, I was out of football for two years mm-hmm. and, and I had almost decided to, to stop pursuing my dream of football. 
Um, I had fallen in love with another career. I was very comfortable and happy with what I was doing. Um, but I've always had a great group of friends that kind of just kept nudging me and just saying like, Hey, you never know when your break's going to come. Let's just, let's just snap some more. So, um, when I walked into that locker room the first time, and when I saw that number, it's hard to really put into words how amazing it was to see it. Um, I'm thankful every day, very thankful for the opportunity that the Texans organization gave me and incredibly thankful to still be doing it and getting to enjoy walking in that locker room every time I do it. Yeah. You just brought up a really interesting aspect. It's very important. Our friends and our family that do nudge us along, like you mentioned, you kind of, you kind of gave back a little bit in 2015, 2016, when you went to the Pro Bowl. I know you had a lot of them out there with you for it. And it was, it's the last one in Hawaii. It was a fun yeah. one. But what was that like getting to kind of – you're never going to fully be able to repay somebody, but you, you did in, in a little bit of a way, didn't you? Right. Yeah, that was special for me. You know, um, two of the greatest memories I've ever had in the NFL was, you know, after two years of being out, that first preseason game happened to be in my hometown of Phoenix. So everyone that did push me – got to go to that game and see me suit up in an NFL jersey for the first time. The wow. second time, my other favorite personal memory is, you know, getting selected to the Pro Bowl and being able to reach out to that inner group of circle, those guys that for two years just kept saying, like, no, nah, let's just – come on, I'll come catch for you. Let's just go outside and throw some footballs. You know, you got it. You know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And even if there were times where I was like, man, I'm done with football, they're like, no, 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 let's go. Let's go out there. So to make the Pro Bowl and then being able to bring them with me just to kind of show my gratitude and say thank you and let them know how much they meant to me for this for this journey that we're on right now was was special. And I really did enjoy it. Yeah, I was lucky and enough I'm, to I was lucky enough to have covered that Pro Bowl. And so I saw some of that. And that was that was really yeah. cool to 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 see what you were able to do for them. That was cool. That was really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Have you ever broken anyone's fingers snapping the football? I have. I have. In, in, uh, in high school, I have – I think I have three broken, three broken fingers on my record. Really? I used to throw it a little bit harder when I was a little younger. So Really? Um, sometimes uh, you get an inexperienced uh, guy trying to catch a short snap, and, and we're being told to let it rip. and. Unfortunately, those jam fingers, they happen. Now, you just brought up high school. So you long snapped in high school, but you were a hell of a football player as well. I mean, you were, <laughs> you were, weren't you like the state player of the year for your, you know, your I was, defensive lineman? I was defensive lineman of the year in the state of Arizona my senior year, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't tell a lot of people that. That stays under wraps quite a bit. But um, Just leave it up to me. I, yeah, I, I, I did get to play a lot more football when I was in high school out here in Phoenix. I was a uh, two-way player of the year um and I loved it I loved every second of it but I I love being a long snapper so yeah and you can tell your football player because you don't just snap it and then just kind of lay back I mean you you've gone down the field you make tackles you force some I try to yeah I try to get down there and mix it up with my guys but that's why (laughs) AJ and Keon are on the outside there they're a little faster than I am that's right that's right Okay, uh, what have you – you've got children or you have a daughter, so I don't, I don't know how much free time you have, but have you had a chance to binge watch anything over the last few months? We have been on a crazy binge watching of anything on Disney Plus because I have a daughter. Um, currently, we are watching The Grinch, uh, the animated movie. She, mm-hmm. she really likes The Grinch, but I think our favorite movies have been – 
all four Toy Stories, Onward, Mulan, Beauty and the Beast, and Coco. Those have kind of been in the mix every day. So um, Disney Plus has been a savior for us. <laughs> uh, we really, really watch the Disney Plus. But myself personally, I haven't really got to binge much. Um, the little one kind of controls the television. I hear you. Who's your favorite Toy Story character? Ooh, great question. Um, I think I'm just going to have to go with a classic. I'm a big Woody. I like Woody. I think he's, I think he's awesome. Super loyal, willing to help his friends at all costs. Good dude. Got to roll with Woody. Not a bad one. Not a bad one. Okay. When you're able to get back in the locker room and see all your teammates and everything, what is the one thing about that experience that you're looking forward to the most? You know, the, the one thing that I think every football player loves more than the games and everything is the brotherhood that you have in the locker room. And that's what I think, you know, unfortunately, you know, this is this, this situation we're going through has allowed me to spend more time with my family, which has been fantastic, but it's also taken away, um, you know, that, that locker room camaraderie that you develop with those guys and, and bringing in the new guys and that kind of stuff. And, and that's what you really miss. You know, you miss being with those guys every day and the stories and the jokes and the, you know, goofing on each other and all that fun stuff. That's what makes the locker room so special. And um, I think that's what we're all, you know, really excited to get back to, um, you know, with the additions that we've made with the, with the guys that we've brought in, um, you know, it's only going to make what we have a tr- tremendous locker room even better, you know, so I'm excited to uh, to get back with my guys and see everybody and see how they're doing. Let's rewind a little bit to high school again. Let's say you're the guy you are right now, strength, speed, knowledge, smarts, all that stuff. You get to suit up for your high school one game. What <laughs> positions are you playing and what's your stat line going to be? Oof. Um, so I, I, I loved what I played in high school. So I was an offensive tackle and a defensive tackle. So I don't think I would change that. All right. Um, and I think my stat line on the defensive side of the ball would be scary because I would let myself loose a little bit more. And I, you know, we were, we were a very fundamentally based defensive line, but I think I would, uh, I think I would just kind of go a little crazy, go a little crazy if I knew I could and just have fun with it. You take some J.J. Watt chances, right? I, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot and see what happens. <laughs> All right, how many sacks then? Oh, five, without question. Five sacks. Any forced Easy fumbles, five. any picks, anything else? What else? Easy five. Um, no picks. No picks. I would probably, you know, I'm that guy that when he sees a fumble, I just dive on top of it. I don't try to advance it. <laughs> um, I'm saying I'll go five sacks, a couple – couple of tfls and maybe one clowny crushing the running back hit i like it i'm, I'm for that okay what's your go-to <laughs> karaoke song oh my goodness i haven't sung karaoke since college uh friends in low places garth brooks not bad is that your favorite garth brooks song uh i mean which what's not a good garth brooks song these days but that was that was uh that's probably yeah that brings a lot of back a uh, really good fun uh, Baylor memories with me and the the guys. Have you you know speaking of friends in low places, it brings back memories for you of Baylor. But have you noticed when that gets played at NRG Stadium how much the fans actually get into it? Absolutely. 
I mean, if you can't get into that song, I don't know. Something's got to be wrong with you. It's but I've never seen I've ever. never seen a song like take hold like that in our stadium. Have you? And that's why it's amazing. Yeah. The only song that does anything else like that is "Turn Down for What." That's right. About it. Right. When he's done a. Big, Other than yeah. that, yeah. Other than that song, that's that's the only other song that can get the whole crowd going. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, last thing that you cooked, what was it? Uh, yesterday I made sweet potato fries, peas, and bison burgers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. All right. How often do you, you cook on a pretty regular basis? Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I'm. When it's when it's time to clean everything up, I'm pretty much in the in the kitchen all day. <laughs> Just try to keep it as clean as possible. Because if I can cook it and I can make it, then I won't be tempted to go off script. You know. Smart. <laughs> Smart. Well, John Weeks, it's always great talking with you, my friend. I'm glad you're doing well. Glad the family's well. I hope we see you, Thank you sir. much, much sooner than later. And, As do I, my friend. Yeah, you be safe, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, okay? All right, you do the same, my guy. I appreciate it.